Hi there. This is Laquita Thompson, the owner of Extreme Heat Sports Management. And this week on the I Am podcast, we're doing something different. We have a special guest who will be sharing historical moments in sports. That's right. We're going back in history, sports history, and you don't want to miss it. Tune in each week to hear great moments of athletes that we've heard of right here on the I Am podcast with a very special guest, a celebrity right out of the city of Houston, Texas. Enjoy. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am legendary. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people all over the globe. Thanks for tuning in to today's special edition of the I Am Podcast. Today's guest is nothing less than a legend. He's a triple threat, a superstar activist, an award-winning journalist, and a sportscaster like none this town has ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were to list the 50 most influential athletes of the past 50 years, today's guest will have interviewed just about all of them. Hailing from the University of Houston, by way of the Ebony Worthing Coats, the Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper! I know over the past year, we've seen uh, so much now because of social media and a lot of our younger people who um, just really has, haven't paid attention to history uh, because of social media have seen so much. Um, what would be your advice for some of your millennials who are trying to break into broadcasting or just trying to break into any industry right now and having to deal with, to them, maybe a new um, America to them? Because I think the some of them now realize, okay, um, this is the world that you live in. Um, how do you deal with, you know, um, inequality, you know, no, no equity and all these things that we are now talking more about today? What advice would you leave for them who are trying to break into any industry? My, my theory was always to try to outwork the other person, no matter who they are. But see, the other thing in regards to the racism thing, see, the part that I didn't share with you uh, is uh, I, I, worked the, I worked at the Fort Times, the Informer, the Defender, and then I worked at black, new, uh, black radio stations. And, and I, then I got, I got with Bob Allen at Channel 13. I did a program on Channel 13 called Extra Points and Tell It Like It Is for about 20 years. And I still remain black or loyal to my community. I had a chance to be like a stringer for Jet Magazine and uh, Muhammad Speaks. And those two, Muhammad Speaks especially, uh, was very important because, well, both were important because they gave you a chance to get stuff in on a national level with your name on it. They gave you bylines. So as a result, see, everybody knows about Fred Hampton in New York, uh, uh, the Messiah and Judas, the new movie that's out right now. Mm -hmm. A few of them were about Carl Hampton, uh, who was here in Houston. Uh, who was a musician and, and in his travels as a young musician, he went to Oakland and he was impressed with the Black Panther Party and he came back and started People's Party too here in Houston. And he was uh, murdered 
uh, here in Houston um, in the early 70s, uh, 20, 21 years old, 20, 21 years old. And I had a chance to see, I interviewed all those kind of people. I interviewed people like him also. Mm-hmm. And uh, they knew that I would come around and I had I, I would take photos and I would uh, write stories. And uh, I, I ended up meeting him thanks to uh, a classmate from Worthing. Uh, she was his friend. And as a result of she being his friend and being a classmate, I was able to get a one-on-one interview with him and, and found out why, what had motivated him to become who he was. Uh, it was like he knew he was going to he assassinated. He knew he was going to be killed because he was standing up for something at a time when people didn't understand it. And that's what I'm. That's the message I want to get over to the younger people. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you shouldn't take time to try to understand it. And that's that's what happened in the case with Carl Hampton and myself. I I I, I learned to understand what he was about and what the Black Panther Party was about, just like I did at an early age in learning what the Nation of Islam about was about at 15 years old when your parents don't want you. You've been raised to be a Christian, then all of a sudden you want to go to the, to the mosque to hear the Nation of Islam. And But the reason was you were inquisitive. You wanted to know the other side, not that maybe you were going to put down what you had been all your life, but you just wanted to know the other side and how it could enhance you if it could. So that's my advice to the younger people. With these, I, I don't know how, I, I, I appreciate all the accolades. But see, being one who only worked with a tape recorder and a pencil and a camera, and a piece of paper, I couldn't imagine what you all have, having what you all have here now. And, and a bunch of energy, <laughs> unlimited energy. I can't imagine what I would be doing now in regards to doing these things you all do. Y'all do the podcast, y'all do, you can do documentaries through, the, through these devices. You can do anything you want to. And my thing is to, to encourage the younger ones, the other ones coming up now. Again, just like I had the courage not to be intimidated by all, I wasn't, I'm talking about some bad men. If, if I had the courage to go up to these men and do what I did, you should be able to do even greater things now. Don't be afraid to call out LeBron James. I'm talking about the, uh, uh, even individuals that are coming up that may not be as well known. Try to get in, try to know those individuals on the way up instead of waiting until they get up there to, uh, to know them. I went to Africa for nine weeks. My black behind never would have been nowhere near Africa if it hadn't been for Muhammad Ali, three black men, well, four really. Mobutu, who was the dictator over in uh, Zaire, the Republic of the Congo, who agreed to pay the money for the fight, black. Don King, the promoter, who had what? The balls to ask George Foreman and Ali to let him promote the fight and then went and got the money from Mobutu and then George Foreman. And I, I never would have been nowhere in there. And then I run into, to show you how things are, months before the fight, the fighters have signed. I've interviewed George Foreman. We were kind of friends then. Not as well as we would become. 
So I run into him. This is why I say you never know how destiny is going to play. So I was invited to his party. So I go to his party. And Joy said, you coming to the fight? And I said, you know, you just respond. I would like to. He said, you coming to the fight. Which meant that he had. So sure, he said, I'll get the travel agency to get in touch with you in a few days. So sure enough, in a few days, the travel agency called. And all the arrangements were made for me to go to the fight. All I had to do was take a yellow fever shot, which was um, everybody screaming about these COVID shots. That yellow fever shot knocked me down. They told me, they said in five or six hours after this shot, mm-hmm. you need to be at home because you won't be able to lift your arm. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, the pain came in and it was it was around for about a day. But to make, again, you have to take advantage of your opportunities. Mm-hmm. You go to Zaire, and you, $74 a month is the average income. You learn what poverty is all about. You've heard all these different rumors about the African people not liking you. And now you're fighting to get keep these Africans out of your room. They want to be around you. They bring you, they find out that you're single. They bring you them aunts, aunts sisters. It got to the point, hey man, you are the world. I don't need... I can, where I'm from, <laughs> don't, you don't invite them. You'll come in and play dominoes, drink beer, whatever. I don't need you see, for that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You go to the schools. You, you get them to let you go to the schools. and yeah. Now you find out they think you have a ranch. You're from Texas. This is what they knew. Uh, a cowboy. You got a ranch. Yeah. <laughs> horses. No. Then, but you, one other thing, this is why some People like me are passionate about the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are, all the way in Zaire, 10,000 plus miles away in the heart of Africa. They knew about the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. Wanted to know how, how could it be air conditioned? How could a building, then you tell them it's bigger than your stadium, where the fight was going to be? It's bigger than that. But they say it's, it's, it's air conditioned, it's covered, in, but they find that they, they, it was just impossible for them to imagine yeah. that that thing was here. And so that, you know, so you, and it makes you proud of being from Houston and all that kind of stuff. So those are some of the things. Just don't be afraid to be able to take the chances. And you can still do what you want to do. I could have left Houston several times. Several times I could have left Houston. But then I thought about it. I'm, hey, one thing that was important to me until two years ago or whatever, my mother listened to every show that I ever did. TV or radio around here. My mother had a chance to listen to every one of them every day. Wow. So one of the things that I missed was the calls from my mother. She, she would miss, you know, you, so you, so that's what you, you know, that was the, that was the billion dollars. The fact that your mother could hear you every day while you were on the radio or television, she could watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then again, never never think that you're not auditioning. Bob Allen, who was the sports director at Channel 13, came up and approached me about doing a TV show with him at a game, at a high school game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it goes in one area, you kind of, oh yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be available. So sure enough, he kept calling, and and then the program, first time we did the program, it was in an area like this. We are now doing this. We do the program. And it airs on TV. The next week, our 
I could have, we had French and we had even Russian in our school and, and, and Latin, I think, could have taken them. I took Spanish, why? Because of Mexico. I said to myself, my thinking was, oh, I'll be able to get to Mexico. My thinking was, I would, my thinking was never about Europe. When I got, like I told you, I went to that fight. Mm-hmm. When I got to Europe, I flew through Paris and I went to Rome and I went to Rome and uh, Madrid, Spain. And then I got to Africa. The main language was French. And I thought about all those days I could have been at Word in high school, learning how to speak French. And I wouldn't have had to depend upon a guy who became a friend who worked for the Reuters News Service when we was on the airplane going from Madrid to Africa. He asked, are you going to the fight to cover the fight? And I said, yeah. And he said, I would like to, I'd just like to hang with you. He said in another way, when we get to Africa, I said, why would you like? He said, you're well liked over there. The females like guys who look like you. Now, this was a white man, a Frenchman telling me this. Yeah. And then I said, well, why would I meet you? So he said, because you, do you speak French? I said, no. He said, you speak Swahili? I said, no. He said, I speak them all. Huh, there you and go. <laughs> and him and I became real good. And he and I became real good friends. And he was telling the truth. Like I told you earlier, uh, don't believe some of the hype in regards to some of the Africans not liking us or whatever. You know, you have some come here who may, they, because they come here, uh, everybody's not going to be the same. You know, but it was, it was a, a many, many, many who, I wasn't a king in Africa, but you're looking at a prince. <laughs> I was a prince. And I, for nine weeks, I was a, <laughs> I was a, I was a prince. So hey, so get and get as much education as you can. Go to school, learn from the professors, and learn how to master these skills. You, some of the stuff you can do on your own. You, your parents have had you on these phones since you were two, three, four years old. Learn how to make documentaries. Learn how to uh, do podcasts, etc., on these devices. Thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the I Am Podcast, brought to you by Extreme Heat Sports and Fat Bars Records and Multimedia. We'll be back again next week with more of this must-hear interview. Until then, be well.